0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. It is 5.08. You're listening to the evening edition with Lynn and Sherrod. And we're starting off the show today um, with a catch up actually with Siti Kasim, who will be joining us live very shortly to talk about the IEDs that were recently found attached to her car now if you missed the story i mean we will be talking about it with city shortly but just to give you an overview essentially last friday um city kasim discovered two suspicious objects beneath her car while it was being serviced at a workshop in Bangsa. Um, She'd sent it for servicing partly because she had planned to drive to Kelantan for an Orang Asli case. Um, She dropped off her car, she went for lunch and then she got a call from her mechanic telling her of the suspicious objects which were two plastic bottles filled with wires that were found behind the rear tyre of the car. So the police were called, they dispatched the bomb squad, um, fire and rescue department were also on hand and they disposed of both the bottles which which have since been identified as IEDs or improvised explosive devices. Now, according to the IGP, Tansri Razaruddin Hussein, the incident is um, suspected as attempted murder.
1: Yeah, this is. Um Fascinating because we rarely have uh, this level of political violence or attempted violence in our country. I mean, not that we have been without it, but it is rare. the The other question was, I think, when I when uh, I don't know about you, Lynn, but when I first read it, uh, this news, it was not clear that it was a bomb. It was, it could have just look. It was like uh, a described
0: bomb. as suspicious objects. I as, think, yeah. yeah, that's right.
1: And we had pictures of it. And um, the I guess the first question that anybody will ask. Is, is who'd want to kill Kasim?
0: So actually it's interesting that you said that was your first impression because my first impression was, um, well, that to a point. And then after that, I, I my immediate the immediate sentence that came to mind was: Is this who we are now? Is this where we're at? Because it is an extreme act, right? Even if it is just an act of threat, it is an extreme act. It's one that it's one that could cost somebody their life. It seems that it was intentional, you know, all, all these different things kind of flooded through. And I think um, from the perspective of people who often speak to others who advocate or who are outspoken or um, who kind of, pop their heads above the parapet, which can be an increasingly rare thing in a country that does feel sometimes like it's getting increasingly conservative. All of these things just kind of rush through my head. And I think that that happened partly because of who Siti Kasim is. Um, if, if I'm not saying if it had happened to somebody else, it wouldn't be any less frightening. Um, but I think it would be less immediate, uh, immediately apparent that all of these things would be connected because of who she is as a figure.
1: Yeah, so she's been, I think, a very strident voice in terms of politics in this country, the drift uh, towards conservatism, uh, the ra- the rights of orang asli. She's been, um, I think... Uh, an advocate, a very strong advocate of personal liberties, fundamental liberties uh, that in fact is enshrined in our constitution. So, uh, but for that, she draws the ire of a lot of conservatives. But it could be also in when you look at the kinds of cases that she's fighting, it could be business interests, right? I mean, I know we're always told not to speculate about you know uh, who might be the perpetrator in a in a criminal case, but th- those are the real possibilities. So beyond the politics. It could be business interests as well.
0: So we will be hearing uh, directly from lawyer and activist Siti Kasim after this about the devices that were found beneath her car, beneath the the rear tyre actually of her car, uh, at a workshop. Let us know, I mean... Does this incident worry you? Do you feel like we're moving towards more extreme actions or or behaviours? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. 2900. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Bulldozing fine measures. BFM 89.9 The Business Station. It is 5.14 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sherrod. And we're talking today uh, with lawyer and activist Siti Kasim about the IEDs that were recently found attached to her car. We are also asking you whether an incident like this... um, worries you. Do you feel like we're moving towards more extreme actions, extreme behaviours? That number to call is 7773 2900. Send a voice note or WhatsApp 18 889 889. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Um, as promised, with us now we have City Kasim. Siti, good to have you joining us. Yes, thank you very much for inviting me. So um, we kind of ran through it in brief, but could you walk us through the events that led up to the discovery of explosives under your car?
2: Yes, um, <clears throat> uh, my car was due for servicing anyway, and uh, but uh, it still has one thousand kilometers on on the uh, on the meter. But I was about uh, to drive up to Kelantan for the orang asli case, uh, so I thought I'll better do it uh, before I travel that far. So I sent it on Friday. Well, actually, I'm supposed to send it on Wednesday, but I got lazy. Then I said, oh, never mind. I'll do it on Thursday. Then on Thursday, I got lazy again. <laughs> I I, I, uh, I decided to send on Friday. So I sent it on Friday. So I thought it would be a quick one. I just send uh, during lunchtime. Then I'll go off for lunch. And then I come back and pick up my car. So... I went down to lunch and uh, then in the middle of my lunch uh, the the garage called me and said that uh, city what happened to your car I said what happened and then they say you haven't read your WhatsApp well I don't really look at my phone all the time so I look at the messages and I saw the photo at first my mind was thinking oh how come I got this sampah huh? the rubbish got stuck uh, in my tire uh, then they they say no no this is uh, you know they say the bottles are filled with wires and you know looks like a bomb and then I was I was still like not you know I mean I I couldn't accept that it's a bomb like I couldn't think right or straight then I said okay okay I'll come back so I tap out my the balance of my food and walk up to the garage and then I look for my and I look at the things and I was like oh my god it's it's serious, man. It looks like a bomb. Uh, and I definitely know it's not a rubbish because uh, there was something hooked on it. Eh? The, uh, the bottles being tied up together and then there's a hook. They hook it at uh, uh, one of the things hanging down my collar. And uh, so I I I said, okay, I'm going to call the police. So I called 999 and then uh, they responded. Then they asked for the details then I got another call uh, from one police guy asking for the address again. And I got really upset by then. And I said, I said, this is a serious, uh, you know, bomb threat and you are making so many calls. Uh, but yet no police yet. By then it's already like 15 minutes uh, uh, from the time I call. And then uh, two police on motorbike arrived. Uh, they had a look at the thing, uh, the uh, the plastic bottles, and and uh, then they decided to call uh, the uh, Bukit Aman uh, D nine, I think. Um, so that by that time it's already, uh, I believe, it's nearly one o'clock already. Yeah, um, and then um, and then uh, we all hanging around there, you know, like so I did live and all that. Uh, you know, the reason I did it is because. Uh, to be honest, I wanted to put it on record, uh, you know, uh, to make sure that the police will take this seriously. Um, and uh, it seems to be working. And uh, so then they arrive, um, I can't remember what time, and then they quickly chased all of us out from the building. Um, and and uh, then they put up the line, uh, you know, the police line and all that. Yeah, that's what happened, la. Mm. City, I understand
1: that since then uh, the police have confirmed that it was, uh, in fact, an ex- improvised explosive device uh, and that they are treating this as an attempted murder. Is this the mm. first time, City, that you have been threatened or threats have been made against you? Uh, what have been your past experience with regard to uh, you know, such attempts, and what do you think are the motives behind these cases?
2: Okay uh, to answer your first question yes uh I was told I wasn't there because uh, I was taken to McDonald's to take down uh, to give statement so I didn't hear the detonation apparently the one of the staff from the garage told me uh they heard two explosion uh by by the D9 people one was bigger than the other uh and the second question yes I have received uh, threats um uh, but only mainly online and i have made police reports uh on uh, you know i mean to be honest i have stopped reading uh messages uh uh, now uh since then i mean for a couple of years i haven't read uh, so anyone who send me messages via online uh social media uh you know uh, i i won't be reading because you know too many and then i get tired of reading it so what happened uh, the last time uh, in fact one boy was arrested um, and was about to be charged in court. Uh, but I felt sorry for him. Uh, I, it, actually, my friends uh, really got angry with me when I withdrew the report. He's only 20, year, 20 years old, uh, single mom. Uh, he's the, the eldest. Uh, he's a product of Tafis School. Uh, and so I thought it's not his fault. You know, I do feel sorry for him, so I withdraw the report and uh, so there was no charge. But he was arrested by the police. Uh, And uh, there was another one, the Ayanda group. Remember uh, these people planning to do something. uh, And uh, I reported them. And then I think they were arrested as well. But after that, nothing happened. I don't know what happened to them. Uh, So yes, I've received uh, many online threats. um, But never like this. This is the first time, even... You know, uh, my daily life, I I meet so many people on the ground. I have never been uh, threatened verbally or or anyone showing any kind of uh, hatred towards me directly in person. But uh, this is the first time uh, uh, such thing happens to me where bombs being planted. I mean, that's why I'm still actually cannot believe it, 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 it really happened. You know, to be honest, until today, I'm still... Thinking whether it's real or not, you know, it's crazy. Um, so it's seriously unbelievable. Uh. Mm. And do you see this
0: affecting your ability to speak up for the rights of vulnerable communities as you have been? No, life. <laughs> I.
2: Because you see, I'm the type that uh, I believe everybody will die, however, we die is uh, up to God, you know. Um, you know, no matter how one tries to protect oneself, uh, if you are you are going to die, you will die so I'm not afraid to die. Uh, I will continue being me uh, because I believe uh, in the, the things I've said and the things I'm doing and uh, what I will, will I will continue as per normal. Uh, but of course I I'm a bit worried uh, with my safety. I mean I'm only human. Uh, I do think about what is the next step uh, I need to do to protect myself better but then again uh you know i'm just a poor lawyer <laughs> uh people are saying i should hire bodyguards you know i blah 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 you know like yeah i i have to look after myself first you know pay my bills you know i i can't even um uh, you know think about hiring bodyguards or anything like that i don't know i just uh uh continue as usual I suppose, yeah.
1: City, uh, you know, we see this on police, sto- you know, films all the time. The police are asking you, are there any, were there anybody you feel would have a reason to want to hurt you? I mean, have you been thinking about that question? And do you think this is about politics?
2: Right. Uh, obviously, the first thing that uh, came to my mind uh, when they confirmed it's a bomb um I, I I that was what I, I mean I was thinking about the Islamofascists, like, you know. I won't call them Islamists because there's nothing wrong being Islamist. Uh you know, uh, it's okay to be Islamist. Uh, I am perhaps an Islamist uh, as well because I I I believe in Islam and I I uh, you know, I love my religion. But Islamopharsis are different. They are fascists. Uh, They are the ones who will be unhappy when uh, other people are not in line with their way of thinking or their morality or things like that. So they are the ones who will stop others who who have a different set of mind. Uh, And these are the first group of people that I think, because I think people know I talk a a lot about the misusing of religion in politics and how I detest uh, our authorities trying to impose their morality on us uh, and and trying to control, uh, you know, my life as a Malay and a Muslim. Uh, So I speak up for myself and uh, a lot of people don't like that uh, because they are so afraid uh, other people, other Malays will be influenced by what I said because I do believe Islam is not what what being practiced in Malaysia uh, being forced onto us you know using laws to control us and this is what I'm up against. So that was my first my uh, uh, my first uh, group that I think may want to harm me but on the other hand, you never know I also talk about politics. Uh, you know I do condemn uh, politicians, uh, even the current PMX you know about his uh, government, Uh, You know, I do speak up about what I see as, again, using religion in politics. Uh, In fact, uh, you know, uh, I see the current uh, PMX using much more than the previous government, uh, empowering the, the, the religious authorities, giving more money and putting them, putting Jakin in all of the government agencies. So that may upset some people. I don't know, to be honest. But I do Uh, speak up on what I feel is wrong in this country and perhaps a lot of people don't like what I'm saying. Uh, But on the other hand, uh, there are some things uh, being fed to me by the police that somehow or rather I'm thinking maybe there is a third option, which I cannot, uh, of course, uh, uh, say anything right now, um, that may be totally out of uh, the things that I have thought before. Um, so i just wait for the uh the police uh, to finally catch uh, the the person who did this uh then maybe y'all will know lah. I, I don't know to be honest i uh, they never told me anything but the way they are questioning me uh, uh where they are going i i i somehow think something else uh, in this one mm.
0: yeah you know, um, we, we are asking our listeners about whether whether this sort of thing does seem to signal a, a certain rise of extremism or, or extreme behaviour. What do you think? Does it signal an increase in in extremism as a means to silence or suppress dissenting voices?
2: Absolutely. I mean, how many times have you heard uh, people uh, being put uh, with bombs underneath their car? Um I've not heard it uh, anywhere except maybe uh, uh, the Puchong event, uh, but that is business rival. I have no business. I have no money. I have, uh, uh, you know, no uh, kind of gangsterism, gang or whatever. Uh, The only thing I'm known for is what you all know, uh, which is, uh, you know, being outspoken about issues, uh, 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 you know, defending the rights of the LGBT, which a lot of people don't like. Uh, But, you know, I mean... (laughs) These people don't understand that the LGBT are just human beings as well. You know, they are they are they are Malaysian citizens. They have the right to live their life as any one of us. Uh, you know, not to be arrested at any moment using the religious laws again. Uh, so th- these people just don't uh, cannot accept. You know, this idea of leaving people alone uh, who have no uh, not done anything against the law. Uh, meaning you know our normal law not this uh, so-called religious laws they are using um yes definitely i feel that we are going down that road uh if if the government do not condemn this i believe that they it seems like they are accepting uh that oh this is just one way uh, another Kind of crime. This is not just another uh, crime. You know, this is using bombs. This uh, this is uh, another level. Of course, we have crimes every day. You know, we have murder, we have robberies, and all that. But using bombs is another level, uh, because it takes time. To plan, it takes time to construct uh, uh, the 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 device. It takes time to find where uh, exactly and when to uh, to put the device on uh, underneath the car. Uh, you know, so it takes a lot of planning, and you know, only a very committed pe- person or groups. Uh, will be able to do this so right now they are not saying anything because it's Siti Kasim they don't want to be associated with me uh, because they don't want to lose their Malay votes uh, because uh, you know they think the Malays uh, uh, hate Siti Kasim but you know this is the reality of uh, our government right now this is not about Siti Kasim this is about the increase of domestic terrorism the level they have gone up to, you know, this, what if it happens to them, you know, then only they will speak up. No, this is not about Siti Kasim. This is about the level of domestic terrorism. We are going up one level by using bombs. You know, this is the difference. Uh, they, they need to understand. It's the act of it. You know, it's not about me. It is about the act of bombing. So that's why I, uh, that's what I think anyway. Yeah.
0: Siti, thank you so much for speaking with oh. us. That was lawyer and activist Siti Kasim uh, telling us a little bit more about the recent attempt on her life with explosive devices attached to her car. Let us know what you think and keep it here, BFM 89.9. Backing female ministers. BFM 89.9. The business station. It's 5:38. You're listening to the evening edition with Lynn and Sharad. We have been talking uh, about Siti Kasim. Um, More specifically, we've been discussing the attempt on her life because while she sent a car for a service at a workshop, they found two IEDs attached to the rear tyre of her car. And it's just, it's shocking. So we've been asking you for your thoughts on this, um, particularly whether something like this worries you. Do you feel like... Collectively, we're we're moving towards ex- more extreme actions or behaviours, particularly with people that we don't agree with. Uh, that number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at PFM Radio. Now, if we look at the messages, there are firstly... Many people who would like to send well wishes to Siti Kasim will we'll be sure to pass that along. Um, Willa saying, Please convey my prayers that she continues to be safe and healthy and continues her work as a rights defender. Sasi says, She's an idol to many, speaking the truth. It feels awful to know we have people out there who would harm her. How do we become such monsters? And Stephen, saying this is the spirit of activism that we need in our country in contrast to the performative activism that was done over the weekend. The spirit of not fearing of death to stand for what is right. I can only pray that God will continue to guard her.
1: Yeah, so some you know the updates, if you haven't been following the news, is that the, the police have said that this is in fact or being classified as attempted murder. They have fingerprints, so they're following up that lead. Beyond that, I think uh, uh, the police have also said that this improvised explosive device was probably something somebody had learned, <laughs> perhaps from YouTube, mm-hmm. or on YouTube rather. And so, uh, but as City said just now, um, th- there must be a theory they're working on. She's uh, and we she's not she didn't reveal to us where the police are going but she she says it in a direction that she she didn't in fact anticipate
0: well i hope it's heartening um for for city also to know that there are people who stand in support you know not just especially especially after something like this which is a very direct expression of someone not agreeing with you and your work, presumably. TIDJ, meanwhile, says, I feel I'm des- I'm desensitized. I was initially shocked, but I used to work for a criminal lawyer and I've seen worse, heard of worse, so I wasn't entirely surprised. FYI, from a source within the PDRM, there's almost a murder a week by gun in Malaysia, or so I've been told.
1: Yeah, you know, we had uh, that abduction of... Uh uh, Myanmar activists uh, just recently as well. So, so these things do happen in Malaysia. They probably don't happen with the kind of, uh, you know, frequency that happens in some cities or countries in the world. But it, it, again, it's it's quite shocking.
0: Well, I would like to extend that a little bit to talk about the dangers of getting desensitized because in this case, um, and, and I referenced this earlier, right? Part of the reason why this was discussed as much as it is is because of Siti Kasim's profile and following. Um, she said that she went live on social media. She spoke about it partly to ensure that it would be taken seriously, that it would be known about. And so I I worry about it because if we feel desensitized even towards a high-profile case, um, and if we think that this is maybe an indication of us moving towards being more comfortable, not, not we, but you, you know what I mean, uh, being a society that's more comfortable with acts of violence or more desensitised, more inured to acts of violence, that's worrying.
1: Yeah, so where those voices that would calm things down, you know, uh, be very clear about the immorality of such an act or even the political, the, the undesirability of such acts, have major politicians come out and said anything? right, on both sides of the aisle, of the many different sides of the many aisles that we have now created in this country, where we heard, have we heard from social leaders, uh, religious leaders about this particularly? Because... A city b- becomes emblematic of, as you say, you know, the drift in this country towards potentially more violent uh, extremism in terms of uh, political action, right? Well,
0: yes, um, but then also the reason why maybe people speaking out is important is so that you see that it's not condoned, no matter who the target is. So that it doesn't then get, f- it doesn't then get signified that, yeah, you speak too much, this is what happens to you, which is not what you want. Uh, MZ says the world is getting more connected and um, extreme people are also, extreme, I'm summarising here, unstable people uh, are also getting connected. Extremism is on the rise. First, it starts with spouting views and then it comes to action.
1: Yeah, so, you know, the problem I think today is there are many types of action that could be systematic. They come from a group with, with a plan. Um, they could come from individuals, the whole lone wolf uh, phenomena that, you know, swept the world some years ago with the idea that, in fact, the Internet is a sufficient tutorial or provides a sufficient mm. tutorials to arm yourself against the people that you dislike. How do, we, um, how do we dial down on that? How do we let people know that, yes, while well, they can learn about making a bomb? This is not only uh, undesirable, it's not going to be tolerated. The police seem to be very strong, but I don't really hear it from our pol- politicians across the aisle. I, I haven't heard voices. I'm certainly not from the prime minister at this point in time.
0: Yeah, no, that's very true. Um, it is. I'm going to use the word again because I I feel like it's accurate. Uh, it is heartening to see that the police are taking it seriously. But you're right. I, I think further messaging around it just hasn't been there. Ritz, uh, for what it's worth, just says, it's of no surprise to me looking at the Society of Malaysia, which I think is a pity and, and I hope that we're not there. Although, again, I did find this incident deeply frightening. So we started off our show today by talking about Siti Kasim and the attempt that was made on her life. The police have classified it as attempted murder because IEDs were found attached to her car. She wasn't aware of it until she sent it for a service. Um, Let us know what you think. Does this worry you? Do you feel like we're moving towards more extreme acts, extreme behaviours when we disagree with people? You can call 7733 2900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio.